What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you like this show, and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. We have Pokemon Go. We have Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have DC On Screen. We have Booze and Phasers. A show done by our lovely ladies that drink wine and talk about Star Trek. It's pretty cool, right? Uh, Many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And uh, as always, like the Blazing Defender Report. And now for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. Welcome, everyone, to the 46th edition of the report i am your host aka the podcasting taskmaster travis jones aka the blazing defender what's going on everybody thank you so much for joining me today i've got a lot of cool shit to talk about i know a lot of you all i I apologize to my itunes listeners i do a facebook live recording at the same time i'm doing this and there's i have a troll in my Facebook Live group that is giving me little mean faces, you little cocksucker. Uh, so I was just loud. I just happened to look up and I seen all these mean faces. So I think it all helps and pushes the video out. So I don't care. So thank you, Andrew. I know it's you, you prick. Uh, no, really. Uh, but thank you guys for joining with me this week. Uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Defenders has just dropped. Uh, I've got new comic books we're going to discuss. And if you're not watching Game of Thrones, you need to fucking have your head checked. That fucking shit is off the chain awesome. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about Blazing Defender t-shirts. We're going to talk about Dragon Con. We're going to talk about Collector Zone. We're going to talk about it all. But first, for anybody that's new to this show, uh, there will be no uh, spoilers in Defenders because I have not finished it yet. Uh, but I am going to give you my first thoughts on the first four episodes. Uh, so I'm halfway. Eight episodes, I'm at the halfway mark. Uh, yeah, sometimes if you hear me say stuff like that, I am referring to people in the Facebook chat. I hope it's not confusing to you. I do try to, like, watch my audio, watch, look at my notes, see what, who's pe- what people are talking about in the group. A lot of times the group kind of talks amongst themselves, which is awesome. Uh, and then they sometimes I'll catch a question. So if I, if you're doing the Facebook Live right now and you ask me a question, if someone doesn't answer it for you in the group or you want me to answer it, keep asking it because I'll eventually look up and see it. And yes, Andrew, you are the Blazing Defender troll right now. Um, okay, what is the show about? What the fuck is the Blazing Defender? Because when you're rocking the Blazing Defender t-shirt, that looks awesome, by the way. We're going to get more to that. People are going to ask you what it's about, and I'd be curious to what some people would say. Some people are not going to say what I'm about to tell you right now, but the goal of my show from the get-go was to reach out to people and get them excited about comic books again. Uh, We live in a digital age. You've got iPads and D-pads and fucking all kinds of maxi-pads. You got all this crazy shit you can get comic books on nowadays, 
But the the true source material, the the original gangsta, is going to your comic shop and getting picking up a comic book in your fucking hand, something tangible and real and not digital, and flipping through the pages. And if you've never done it before, comic books have a smell, especially old comic books. They have that mildewy, musty smell. I fucking love that shit. I love that smell of old vintage comic books. There's nothing like it. You can smell. It's like a bag of weed, man. Like you open up that bag of like chronic shit and you go, oh my God, this weed is amazing. That's the way I feel when I open up like an old comic book from the 70s. I cracked open some old shit the other day because I was looking. I'm meeting uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo uh, late in late September. So I'm getting some of my stuff out for them to sign. And I found some really old shit that I had. And I kind of cracked it open. And just that smell, man. I got all fucking giddy and shit. So, but for somebody that's never been to a comic shop, they, don't, they, they won't experience that. They may not experience that anyway. I'm just fucking weird. But... Uh, the comic book shop is a magical fucking place, man. They have toys and games and posters and T-shirts and action figures and, oh, yeah, and comic books. Yeah, they have comic books, too. They have memorabilia stuff. Uh, they have prints. They have all this wonderful stuff, man. So my goal was to always get somebody to watch this show, get fucking excited and go, you know what? There's a comic book shop a couple blocks down the street. I'm going to walk in there. And that was kind of my goal. You may not buy nothing the first time, but you might the second time. And then you might just keep going back every week like I do. So that is what my show's about. And I'm not a comic book reviewer, okay? Like, if you're expecting me to go, well, now, his the inker on this book really took this to a new dimension with his his shadowing and his inking and the way he displayed the light. Nah, motherfucker, you're, you're watching the wrong shit. Uh, that's not me. I, I like to point out the cool shit in a comic book, and maybe you listen to it and go, ooh, that does sound fucking cool. I'm going to check out I Hate Fairyland number 15 because that sounds awesome. That is my goal. Now, there are going to be some books that I buy that I'm going to be like, yeah pass on this book because i wouldn't want you to your first comic book experience to be this book do you see what i'm saying so um that that's the goal of my show guys i mean it really is it's pretty fucking simple i'm pretty simple uh and i do try to make you laugh and and i guess the next thing i need to say about the show is it is nc17 hardcore r uh, maybe even in the double X range. Uh, I wear, I'm wearing pants today. Usually I, I do the show and no, no pants. Uh, so that would be like a triple X shit, but I have pants on today. So we'll just go NC 17 for, for just easy. Uh, it is not for your kid. It's not for your 10 year old. I'm sorry. I'm an adult. I talk like an adult. I, I hate censorship. That's the reason I love, love, love podcasting because I can say what the fuck I want to say. Um, so with that, uh, this reminds me of a conversation I had with Charles McFall, the godfather of the giant size team up network, which I am a proud member of. Uh, when he asked me to come aboard, I told him I would not be censored. Uh, I'm going to say what I want to say. And, uh, I think I, I do it in a way that 
doesn't offend everyone. Uh, there's always going to be that small subsect that gets offended uh, when I don't know you don't put the the arrow the the flag up on your mailbox when you when you got mail going out. Fucking I don't know. There's going to be somebody pissed off about that. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure my neighbors get pretty upset uh, when you know their their golf course grass. Uh, my shit butts up beside them, and I, I, I missed it by a week. You know, I'm sure they get pissed off about that. So I, I try not to be too controversial, but I just kind of am. I always kind of have been. And that's the way I'm going to stay probably. Now, I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you not have not checked out the Giant Size Team Up Network, please do that. You're going to find great shows on there. And with that, I must say, in the 2017 Podcasting Awards, Four, three of our shows, three of our shows, no, four, four shows were fucking nominated this year. That's amazing. That is fantastic. I don't know. I mean, there may be another network that had more shows nominated. I'd be curious to find that fucking network out. I might give them a listen because they sound pretty awesome. But uh, as far as we go, we had two shows nominated in the gaming category. Botched, a D&D podcast, and Pokemon Go. And I believe Chris Wisdom may be in the chat, the, the Facebook chat right now. Congratulations, Chris. Chris is a co-host on that show. That's fantastic. Uh, great job. It's going to be kind of a rivalry right there with Botched and Pokemon Go. So uh, may the best guy win. We have Breaking the Panel for TV and film category. I believe Chris is on that show also. I have co-hosted on that show before in the past. I'm pretty sure that's why they got nominated. It's because I've been on that show so much. Oh, and uh, in the entertainment category, yours truly, the Blazing Defender Report. That's me, guys. The Blazing Defender in the entertainment category. Cannot believe it. I never thought in a million years I'd be saying an award-nominated podcast. You're listening to an award-nominated podcast right now. I know. It's fucking crazy, right? Just goes to show you anybody can do anything they want to do and be successful at it. Uh, but yes, so congratulations to all those shows. They are really good shows, too. I have not listened to the Pokemon Go show. I, I admit I have not. I don't know anything about Pokemon Go. But I'm sure if I listened to it, I would learn shit. So, therefore, listen to that. Uh, all right, and I talked a little bit about this in the Facebook chat Blazing Defender t-shirts. If you have not seen them yet, you're fucking bad because they're awesome. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a shirt guy. I am a t-shirt guy. If I turn this camera around, you would see a a walk-in closet that has about 400 t-shirts in it. No shit. Uh, I've never wore the same shirt twice on the show. I won't wear the same shirt twice on the show. I don't have to because I have all these shirts. Uh, Black Rifle. Black Rifle, one of my sponsors we're going to get to here in a minute. Uh, This is my Black Rifle shirt. Uh, But my shirt looks dope. It's an old school microphone with a skull sitting on top of the head. It's all flamed up, kind of like Ghost Rider. Not not just like Ghost Rider, but kind of like Ghost Rider. Looks fantastic. The graphic is on the back. Blazing Defender Report on the front. It looks awesome. The first order was 25 t-shirts. They they I pre-ordered the shit out of them in two days. In two days. Actually, it was probably a day, but I didn't get to some of my messaging until Sunday uh, because I had been working a lot. Um, so, how about that shit, right? 
So T-shirts, I will be getting another order in. So please, please, please contact me when I put it up on the Facebook page. Uh, and I'll try to get you some. I had to tell some people today that they kind of missed out on this first order. I hated doing that. But uh, the first order was 25 It was a little bit of an expensive venture for me my first time because of the, uh, the art fee that you had to pay up front. I never have to pay it again after this time. So, uh, you know, I'll be able to reorder shirts uh, periodically. So you need to get on it because they do look really good. All right. I want to give a huge, huge shout out to Collectazone. Collectazone. A Funko Pop retailer, and they do more than just Funko Pop stuff, guys. They have NECA figures. If you've never seen NECA figures, they are sideshow collectible quality type shit. I mean, they really, really are. Go to NECA.com. You can see all their cool shit. Um, and, and this is what's cool about Collector Zone. I love this about these guys. You can talk directly to the guys that own the place. Yes, Marcos is in the chat right now. Uh, he's working today um, up in Michigan, but he's he's still, I see him still in the chat. He is one of the owners of Collector Zone. I can instant message him today right after the show, or I could tell him right now, uh, hey, man, I'm looking for this pop figure. He's going to go find it for me. Who does that? You think you could call Sideshow? Do you think you could call Big Bad Toys and go, hey, I noticed you didn't have this in stock at your where in your warehouse, I need you to find that. You know what you would get? I'm gonna show you. It's gonna come up right through the screen. Ready? You gonna get that? That's what you are gonna get. They're gonna do that to you, uh, and not as nicely. Uh, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, fuck you, dude. Uh, go go somewhere else." And you know where you go? You go to Collector Zone. Collector Zone, fantastic. Now, watch. I go to Collector Zone, Blazing Defender. I can go fucking anywhere and get Funko Pops. You're right. You're right. You can. They're not going to look for your shit for you if they don't have it. But I'm going to tell you what these other stores can't do that Collector Zone and Blazing Defender are going to do for you. We're going to save you some money. Yes, just because you're watching this, just because you watch this show, you instant message me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I don't give a shit. You get a hold of me and be like, hey. I need a secret code to save 15% off my total order on Collector Zone. And guess what? I'm going to give that shit to you. I'm going to give that shit to you. Because you support Collector Zone and you support the Blazing Defender. That's how we fucking roll here. And I'm going to say something else. And I want to I say this. I meant to say this when I was talking about the shirts. I know if you're listening to this for the first time, I'm sorry. But this is some housekeeping I have to do. And this is very important to me. Very important to me. My fan base may be small, but these motherfuckers are savages. All y'all in the, in the Facebook chat right now are savages. Everybody that has subscribed to me and listening to me right now on iTunes, you're fucking savages. When I asked you guys to mount up and charge to vote for me to be nominated in the podcasting awards, it fucking happened. Now, on Twitter, I, was t- I talked to guys on shows. They have four, five, 6,000 followers on Twitter. This is no shit. Naked Porch, uh, uh, the, the FYC, uh, Fearcast, all these guys. Big, big time shows. They didn't get nominated. When they found out I got nominated, you know what the first thing they said was? Dude, your followers are rabid. And I said, you goddamn right they are. So we're small. We're like Collector's Own. We're growing. 
and the you guys are the kind of people that I want to grow with. I don't want some fair weather motherfucker. All right, I want somebody that's going to stay with me through the long haul. You're going to grow with me. You're going to come see me at Dragon Con. You're going to come see me and Collector's Zone at San Diego when we hit the fucking bigs. You guys are going to be there. So I want to say a big fucking thank you to everyone that helped me get nominated. It wasn't anything that I fucking did. It was everything that you guys did. So thank you, thank you, fucking thank you. I can't say it enough. Shop at Collector's Zone, goddammit. Go to CollectorZone.com. Uh, they've got a great looking website and uh, if you scroll over one page it gets even better looking Uh, so check that out to see what I'm talking about all right Dragon Con I will be at Dragon Con Labor Day weekend uh, September 1st and 2nd I had to get some of my black rifle I'm sorry I needed to sip my parched lips being an award-winning podcaster you get thirstier than regular podcasters that are not uh, nominated. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, actually, it might be somewhat true. Uh, but anyway, I will be at Dragon Con. Please come see me. I am scheduled to interview Peter David at 5.30. Now, this is my dilemma. And no one has heard this from me yet. I'm kind of freaked out. I don't really get freaked out. I run into burning buildings for a living, and I do it on a regular basis, or I have been lately, which is another story in itself. But I'm kind of freaked out because Peter David is a big deal. He's one of the the pendulant, uh, incredible Hulk writers. He created the maestro uh, villain of the Hulk, uh, the future and perfect storylines, Peter David. Uh, He's kind of a big deal, and I kind of don't know what to say to him. Because I'm me, and, you know, I kind of like, I don't know, I say shit, uh, pussy snot shit, fuck, you know, I say shit, and I don't know how this guy's going to be, and I don't want to be anybody other than myself, so I'm kind of in a conundrum on what to do, uh, I've kind of thought about just doing a show and having Peter David co-host, and just getting his thoughts on shit, I don't know, you tell me what you'd like to see at Dragon Con. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's coming up, and I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing, so there you go, uh, all right, so please come see me at Dragon Con, oh, and if you do come see me at Dragon Con, Collector Zone and Blazing Defender, we're gonna do something special for you, if you come see me at, at, uh, Dragon Con, we're gonna have a special, uh, a purchase code for you, uh, discount code, it's gonna be just for Dragon Con only, and for the people that come up and say what's up. So remember that if you're in the Atlanta area, uh, September 1st and 2nd. Okay, let's get to some shit. Enough housekeeping. Fuck it. We're going to dirty the shit up now. Defenders. How many people watching the Defenders? Okay. I know all of you are. Uh, most of you have seen most of it. Okay. I am. I just finished episode four. And I must tell you, these are my first thoughts. There'll be no spoilers here. No spoilers, okay? Uh, Jason's six episodes in. Marcos is almost done. Okay, I'm ha- I'm at the halfway mark. Uh, everybody knows I was not a fan of Cage. I was not a fan of Iron Fist. To call me not a fan of Iron Fist is really being ridiculously uh, nice. I hated it beyond a path. I mean, it's it's... 10 12 hours I'll never get of my life back. 
Uh, and defenders kind of started out like that for me because of Iron Fist. Uh, at one point, I was kind of like, I would just rather see Daredevil Season 3. Because I felt like in the first couple episodes, that those were the best parts to me. The Electra parts, the Stick parts, the Madam Gal parts, and uh, the Daredevil parts. They were the best for me. And it's because I'm not a fan of Cage and Iron Fist. Now, hold on. Before you start the poo, the poo slinging at the, at the camera... Um, now that I am a couple more episodes in, I've really started to open up to this episode three. I thought was a very, very good, that fight scene at the end when Rand goes in to talk. I don't know what Danny Rand was going to fucking do. Like he just went in there to talk shit. I don't know what his fucking idea, what his plan was. Uh, and then your girl was kind of like, yeah, well, good luck with that. We're going to fucking try to kill you right now. So, which I don't think she really thought she was going to. I, I, I'm not. I'm not trying not to spoil anything, but it really hit a stride for me in episode three. In episode four, I thought it got a little better. I'm actually warming up to Danny. I can't believe I'm saying this. And Big Sam, my co-host on the Me Heads on Movies, he would fucking shit the bed right now if you heard me say that. But I'm kind of warming up to him because they're not. He, he wasn't such a douchebag. In this episode. So, and I kind of think him and Cage have some chemistry. Hey, I'm not done yet. All right. Sam has gave the series a 5.5. Okay. My, my meatheads on movies co-hosts. Well, we will be doing a show on the Defenders after we both watched it all. So, I have to say, um, I'm liking it. I'm liking it, guys. Fuck it. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to stand by it. I always said I would be true to myself on this show. I'd always be true to you guys. I'm not going to bullshit you ever. And I have to say I'm liking it. Okay? Let's see where this goes. Um, I'm four in. So, we'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, it's, very, it, it, it's, it's a decent show right now. I want it to get better. It needs to get better. But I think we've got a solid start at four episodes. So that's all I'll say about the Defenders right now. We'll get more into that later. Game of Thrones. I don't really usually talk about Game of Thrones on here uh, very much. But it was kind of a slow news week. So i seen a review of this latest episode. I will not spoil anything for you guys on Game of Thrones in case you have not seen it yet. Because I hate that shit. Um, so i seen a review on IGN where... It was a chick. Now, not that chicks can't give good reviews. I'm not saying that. I'm just pointing out that she was a chick. And not the normal Thrones reviewer. She gave this last episode a 6.9. A 6.9 on this last episode. For those of you that have seen it, a 6.9. I had to take a drink uh, because I'm about to, to go off right now. And I needed to be, I needed to be lubricated. I need my mouth... Need to be lubricated. <laughs> uh, what the fuck, lady? A uh, six point fucking nine. Uh, or, what the fuck do you watch? Uh, do you watch Grey's Anatomy? Do you give that shit tens? Uh, what do you? Did you like Iron Fist? Did you give Iron Fist a fucking ten? Game of Th this last episode, of Game of Thrones. Uh, I scream. I was screaming out loud. I was going, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" And then 
there was a scene that I've been wanting to happen, and I felt like a little bitch, felt like a little girl. I'm like giggling, and my face is getting all flushed. I'm like, yes, yes. And then at the end, I'm like, motherfucker, are you kidding me? Now, if a 6.9 show makes you do all of that, I don't know what a 10 is. I don't know what an 8 is. What the hell is an 8 to you? Uh, now, there was one part of the review that I agreed with. It is the return of a character we haven't seen in a long time. And it was kind of like, what the fuck? And I agree. But I think I think there's going to be something more later on. I don't think they'd have brought this character back for just that. So, again, no spoilers. But go watch the episode. A six point fucking nine. I I wanted to, I, I I want to roundhouse her in the face. I want to I want to look at my fist and watch it glow, and I want to look at it for about ten minutes as it's glowing, and then I want to pow hit her. No, I'm not Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not going to hit her. But anyway, but she does need to be like kicked in the vagina or something. I don't know because that's just fucking retarded. Uh, and no no offense to retarded people because I have, a lot of my fans are so I love you. Uh, but Game of Thrones, it's amazing. I've read all the books, and I feel like the show got so much better when they got past the books and the new material. And maybe it was just because it was new material and I hadn't seen it yet. But I just feel like they've done such an amazing job on this show uh, for, you know, nine at ten episodes. It's just, it's, it's fucking amazing. Um, you need to watch it. And for, like, some people, my co-host, who's... Uh, Big Sam has never seen any of them, I don't think. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, he would rather watch Daredevil Season 1, rewatch it three times, than watch Game of Thrones. I don't understand. But uh, it's such a good fucking show. You need to watch it. All right. Comic reviews. Uh, okay. Uh, real quick, I just want to look at some of the chat real real fast. Uh, Russ Huber says, in, in, uh, in my top five episodes... <laughs> yeah uh yeah that episode was in one in your top five yes i would i would agree with that i don't know exactly where i would put it at but it's that it may be higher than that for me it may be in my top three episodes um I, I, yeah i probably need to do a show on that uh but yes no russ i totally totally agree um Yes, you're right, Anado. Uh The internet is very, very bad. Like, I didn't watch it last night. The The Kentucky State Fair is going on here. Me and my wife went. Uh, we didn't get in until late, so we didn't get a chance to watch it. And I told her she was going to work this morning. I said, don't let anyone spoil it. Stay off social media because that's what I do. I do that until I can watch the episode because somebody will fucking spoil it for you. Uh, you know, and that's, that sucks. And, and, and trust me, I don't want, I don't want to be that guy. So we're going to get off of this. Uh, but please watch Game of Thrones. It's a fantastic show and it's gotten so good. Oh my God. So good. Uh, I'm going to rewatch the show with my wife cause she hasn't seen it yet. And I, I'm excited. Like I can't, I can't wait to rewatch it. So, all right. Comic reviews. I got, man, I tell you what, I do a pick of the week every week. It was really, really tough this week. Uh, nothing that was like, oh my God, this is a standout winner. This is going to be the best comic all week. Uh, there was a bunch of really, really good comics that were all kind of right on top of each other. And I think my pick of the week is going to surprise some of you that watch the show. Uh, but first, all right, the first book I've got, we're going to go through our Marvel list first. Generations. 
Um, Generations is doing this thing where they're kind of putting characters that are similar or have like similar origins together. But it's a little weird. I I, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds because that's not what my reviews are about. Uh, but it's Generations number one, the Wolverine, and the all-new Wolverine. Okay? And when I say all-new Wolverine, it's X-23, which is Laura. Okay? This was a fantastic... I didn't expect much out of these. I kind of feel like these issues are money grabs sometimes. Uh, like, it's we're going we're gonna to put a nice artist on and we're going to put cool covers out. And we hope somebody buys the shit. This was... I don't know if the rest of the Generations books are going to be this good... But this was such a good issue. Um, all right. The Hand has kidnapped the daughter of, of Wolverine, uh, the, the, the small one, Mark Akio. Uh, and so Wolverine is on. He's tracking down the Hand. This issue's brutal. If you love Wolverine like I do, this issue's brutal. He's fighting the Hand, which is like one of my favorite things to see Wolverine do. He's slicing motherfuckers up. It's awesome. But the hand kind of gets an upper hand, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, on him. And Laura, all new Wolverine X-23, she shows up. Now, if you've seen the movie Logan, which I'm sure all of you have, if you haven't, you really need to see that. Maybe my top movie of 2017. I haven't done that list yet, but it's definitely in the top three, uh, maybe top two. It, this this issue is very reminiscent of that because Wolverine, you see, in this generation's book, X-23 has kind of went back in the past. He doesn't know who she is in this in this comic, okay? Um, so I'm not really sure what's going on with that, but he's starting to see similarities, how she fights, how surgical she is, her claws, obviously, she's got the sense uh, the healing factor. He's really noticing things. It's a lot like the movie. Uh, but they really do cool shit. Like, there's a thing where uh, Logan's got the scent. And he covers her up from a bomb exploding. And it kind of takes some of his face off. And he's like, I lost the scent. And she's like, well, yeah, because your nose is still growing back. Like, it's shit like that. And I love that stuff. And then there's a scene where... He's like she's taking an ass beaten by somebody who's kind of a, a guest star in the or, or a guest villain in this book, which was really cool. I don't want to spoil it for you because I was like, oh, cool. This is awesome. And he kind of puts a beat down on X-23 and Logan makes the comment that he's hearing her sinew and bone pop back together. But she's still coming like that. Then he knows like her and I, we are of the same. So, and then there's a moment at the end when, of course, they save Akio and they've killed the hand and they've defeated the villain. And there's a scene at the end and she says something as she kind of fades away like she was never there. And Logan's kind of like, holy shit. Uh, it, it's, it's a great, it's a great issue. Uh, the artwork was pretty good. Um, it's just a really fun superhero team up. And if everybody knows, if everybody remembers back in the day when you had like Marvel team up shit, uh, or giant size team up, yeah, like a la the network. Okay. Um, it's about two superheroes getting together. They usually fight at first, then realize there's a bigger problem that they have to combine forces to defeat, you know, that kind of shit. But this is really, really cool. 
and it's a lot of fun and that's what fucking comic books are supposed to be so if you like wolverine i you will not you will not be disappointed in that issue it was fantastic all right now if you watch this show you know how i feel about star wars the star wars books by jason aaron this is 23 that's actually a variant cover by daniel acuna who's a fantastic artist i wish he was doing the interiors on this but he did not nevertheless uh, but it's a fantastic issue where we get a solo story of Han Solo's wife. Yes. And some of you Star Wars fans right now are going, what? You mean Leia? No, motherfucker. His first wife. Uh, Sansa Staros or Sansa Solo. Eh? Yeah, that's right. She is a badass chick. She's an original character that's created in the comic books. Uh, she's new, so it's really cool to get a solo story. I also read a review on this comic book that was ridiculously low. Um, they, they, uh, her and Lando Calrissian kind of go on this heist adventure, and the reviewer that I read was like, "I don't understand why Lando was in it. He didn't do anything." Blah blah blah. What the reason Lando? I'm gonna tell you. I hope you're watching, motherfucker, because I'm gonna tell you why he was in it. It's pretty obvious. Uh, I am an award-winning, or I'm sorry, an award-nominated podcaster, so I know shit. The reason Lando's in this issue is to show how slick Sansa is. Because she's doing all this shit with Lando right beside her, and he has no idea how she's conning everybody. She has stolen these weapons from the Empire and is trying to sell them to pirates. But there are some she hasn't stolen. But she's made people think she stole them. Well, then she gets paid like three times for weapons that she doesn't even have. And then she gets paid again and then steals them back. It is a cool-ass con heist comic book. It is a self-contained story, which for new comic book readers, I feel like that is... These are gems for you guys because you're not walking into a story that's 10 issues long. You have no fucking idea what's going on, okay? And, of course, Lando is Lando. He's cool-ass Lando, but he's kind of like, whoa, girl, you're crazy. No, that's my, that's my Lando Calrissian uh, impersonation. It's pretty bad. Uh, not, not near as good as my Bruce Lee. But uh, Lando is a great supporting character in this. So I love, 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 love this issue. Actually, as I'm talking about it, I'm liking it even more. Uh, so, but I tell this is what sucks. Uh, LaRocca is not a very good artist. Now he makes Lando Calrissian look just like Billy D. Williams. He can do that. So he's a better artist than I am, but it just, the art just really, really suffers. So that's the reason I didn't give it a higher score, but it's a solid, you know what? I gave it an eight originally. I'm giving it an eight point fucking five. I'm changing it. Eight point fucking five. Star Wars 34 was an excellent comic book. Please check that out. If you're tired of all the same Star Wars people, Leia, Han, Luke, bleh, 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 get, get some new shit. Comic books, man. I run into Star Wars fans all the time that read the novels, but they don't know that the Star Wars comic book is canon. And if you don't know what that means is, this is shit you could see in a movie down the road. You could see Sansa Solo in a movie down the road. Uh, you could see Dr. Afra. if you're like, who the fuck's Dr. Afra? 
check out her comic book or check out the Darth Vader, uh, the first Darth Vader series. Uh, Jason Aaron's done an amazing job on this comic book. It pisses me off that it got this book got such a shitty review, uh, but it didn't for me, goddammit. So, Jason Aaron, you're a fucking rock star. So, 8.5 for Star Wars 34. Fantastic book. Now, I know I got a lot of X-Men in the chat, uh, X-Men fans in the chat right now. Uh, and I am uh, originally uh, an X-Men fan. My, this is how I got into comic books. My dad would read comic books to me before I could even read. I would sit on his lap and my dad would read to me. If I did something good in school or, you know, I, you know, I was a seventh grader and made the varsity basketball team, which is a true story. Um, he, you know, he would, he would not, I mean, I didn't get like toys and shit. I got comic books. Like I would come home and dad would have bought all the comic books in the, like the little spin rack they had at the convenience store. I know I'm aging myself, right? But you used to walk in a convenience store and there would be like this little, little rotating rack that had comic books in it. And my dad would just go get all the X-Men comic books and Wolverine comic books and lay them on my bed when I came home. It was fucking the shit. Wolverine is like one of my favorites because uh, it's just a childhood favorite. You know what I mean? So your X-Men fans are going to be very – because there hasn't really been that good of an X-Men book come out in a long time, in my opinion. And I think it's a consensus overall. Astonishing X-Men number two. If you remember my review on Astonishing X-Men number one, it was a fantastic number one issue. I believe I gave it in the nine range, which is crazy high for me. So this is the second part of that story. Uh, we have the Shadow King, which is a classic X-Men villain who has uh, taken control of Professor Xavier's mind. So, they're in this astral plane, or psychic plane, or whatever the fuck it is, and they're playing a game, and it's basically with his X-Men. Now, Betsy Braddock, Psylocke, has projected um, Phantom X, Old Man Logan, um, Gambit, and Rogue, and we think it's Beast... But it may not be Beast. How you like them apples, huh? I'm not spoiling shit, though. Uh, into the Shadow King's astral plane. So they're in there trying to find a way to stop him. Now, what they don't know is Professor Xavier is also playing this chess game with uh, Farouk or the Shadow King. And he's helping them because they have a stakes. In any game, you've got high stakes. The Shadow King wants one thing, Xavier wants another. And at the end of this issue, you find out that what Xavier wants if he wins may not be the best thing for everybody. So I'm very curious on how this goes. But the real star of this is uh, Diodato, Diodato uh, Jr., the artist. He just, it makes everything look so beautiful. And in this issue, Far Farouk, or the Shadow King, is trying to manipulate the X-Men and get them to break psychically so he can take over their vessel. That's how the Shadow King works. Well, Xavier's trying to keep them, Xavier's trying to help them deny him. But what he's doing is he's showing them all the regrets and their, their worst nightmares come to life in this astral plane. It's very, very cool. Diodato's art is amazing. Charles Soule, the writer, 
has done a fantastic job on this book. I am so excited to have a book, an X-Men book now that I get excited about reading. So if you're an X-Men fan, you've been looking to have, try a good X-Men book, this is it. Astonishing X-Men number two. Yes, Jason. Charles So is fucking killing it. Okay. Mighty Thor 22. Mighty Thor. All right. Now, if you've been around comic books for the last year and a half, boy, that cover looks like a mess there, doesn't it? Uh, it kind of is a mess, and I'm going to tell you why. Mighty Thor is Jane Foster now. That's not a spoiler because that was like revealed like six months ago. Um, Jason Aaron, the writer on the Star Wars books, has been doing the Mighty Thor. Jane Foster, she's dying from cancer. She does wield Mjolnir, Thor's hammer. And while she has the hammer, the cancer can't touch her. But in her mortal form, she's getting worse because she's not doing her treatments. So anytime she's not Thor... Uh, she's really, really in bad shape. Now, the last few issues, we have got a new Thor. Now, I know what you're going to say. What the fuck? Another Thor. Yes. And I know it's getting kind of redundant. You're right. But let me tell you, this War Thor, War Thor. How awesome is that? How have we not had that before? This is my favorite iteration of the Thor. Okay, I like like him way better than Lady Thor. Even uh, he's vengeance. And his origin story was heartbreaking. It was crushing. Children were burnt to an ash in his arms. He's welding the hammer of a Thor from another dimension, and he is trying to burn motherfuckers down with it. He's out for revenge. He's trying to kill the Cinder Queen, who's the one that killed these kids in his arms. She is the daughter of Surtur. If you know who Surtur is, big, very big, big, big bad from Thor lore. And War Thor is, is out to, to, to take it out. Like Mistelfaheim, which is the, the realm that they reside, he's going to take it out. He's going to drown it in thunderstorm and rain. And yes, there's little, little demon babies running around. He don't give a shit. So... At the end of this issue, Lady Thor comes out uh, to stop him because two wrongs don't make a right, right? Who do you side with? I'm kind of on War Thor's side this time uh, because I think nothing good can come from anything in Mistelfelheim with the Cinder Queen. But this is what sets this book apart. Yeah, the art is okay. It's a little loose for my taste, but the action scenes are good. And there's huge action, huge spectacle, a lot of violence. You got War Thor. Come on. You've got fire sharks. Fire sharks, guys. War Thor fights off fire sharks. It's awesome. Okay? But you also have this element of human drama. That that's what sets this book apart from just being a, a, a bash home. Which I like. Don't get me wrong. I like shit like that. But this gives it another element. This was one of my favorite books this week. Uh, 8.6 for Thor 22. It was a fantastic issue. If uh, you like violence and you like Thors and hammers and just getting shit real, that Thor Thor's your jam. All right. War Thor 22, 8.6. All right. Now, this is a book that everybody has been waiting for. It's already went to a second print. 
That means if you if you're listening to this now or watching this, it's already went to today. It was announced DC's already went to a second print on this book. Uh, I've got three of them. So Dark Knights Metal Number One, and that is Batman riding a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes, that's the reason I bought this cover because it doesn't get any better than that. You think you're cool? You'll never be cooler than Batman riding a T Rex. All right, so Dark Knights Metal. There's been some one-shots that have led up to the beginning of this story. Um, I'm trying to figure out. I've got shit wrote down. but It's like where to start. The opening, you have the Justice League fighting Mongol. Okay? They're fighting these giant robots that the toy makers made. The toy maker says something. Something snaps in Batman's head. The toy maker has given us an out. Because Mongol's making him do it. Toy maker didn't want to do it. Mongol's making him do it. So he actually gave them a fail safe. And Batman hears something that toy maker says. And basically there's these buttons inside the robot's mouths. And if you punch them, you actually get to take control of that robot. All right? Now, at the end of this, all these robots, the Justice League forms together to make one giant robot. What does that sound like? What does that sound like? A bunch of robots join to form a giant robot. Remember Deadpool? Remember he was trying to get the ring? I I feel like Scott, I love Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder is one of the best Batman writers of all time. But the opening of this made me feel like he's trying to tap into some 10-year-old Scott Snyder. I don't know. I thought the ending or the beginning of it was pretty pretty stupid, honestly. So it kind of turned me off. But there is a metal in the DC Universe that exhibits, it's, it has an evil property. Okay? Batman has been studying this. He's been trying to find out where it came from. He knows something's coming. So Carter Hall, Hawkman, has been, you know, he's also an archaeologist. And, you know, in all of his lives, he's a little something different. He's been an archaeologist studying the properties of this metal, trying to find out the origin of this metal. And he has left Batman his journal to find. Batman finds it. We get a few more answers about this metal and about what is coming to the DC Universe. This is a huge, very expansive story. Now, for you new comic book readers, this is not something you want to dive into. It's got great looking art, even though I feel like Greg Capullo's art looks a little... It's it's not as, as, as polished as it usually is for me with Capullo. I feel like he was rushed a little bit. I hope it gets better. Uh, we'll see... But it's it's a good-looking book. It's got a lot of action in it. Uh, Batman actually rides. I said this was a T-Rex because it looks like a T-Rex on the cover because he's so big. He actually rides a raptor in the book, and it's pretty cool. Because Green Lantern's like, lady, you're setting a trap for Batman? He's already found a way out, and he's it's probably pretty cool-looking. And Green Lantern was right. It was a fucking – Batman's already leaving in a raptor. It was pretty awesome. Uh, so there is some good stuff in this book. But it's very deep. It still leaves you a lot of questions. But we're getting answers slowly but surely. So uh, I gave it a 7.5, which is a lot lower than I know a lot of reviewers are giving it. But it just didn't lead up to what I thought it should have. I had high expectations for that. I've been waiting 
damn near a year for this. And uh, but maybe it'll get better. This was just you know this was the first book, so maybe it'll get better. Seven point five for Batman, uh, Dark Knights, Metal number one. <laughs> That's a fucking mouthful. Okay, now let's get on to a good Batman book. Uh, Batman Rebirth twenty nine. The War of Jokes and Riddles. What makes this so cool is there's very little Batman in it. And you're like, well, how the fuck is that cool? I'm going to buy a Batman book and there's no Batman in it? This is what makes it cool. The War of Jokes and Riddles is a war between, whoop, you guessed it. I heard I heard somebody say it out there. Uh, Riddler and the Joker. Okay? They have amassed their own armies. You've got rogues, uh, Batman rogues on both sides that have taken sides, either with Joker or Riddler. And Gotham City's paying the price. Batman is pretty much, this is what I don't get. Why Batman is so useless right now in trying to take take them out. It's not like you can't find them because there's violence being wreaked all across the city. Maybe there's too many rogues. There's been reference made that this is Batman still in his early days. So maybe he's just probably not as equipped as uh, an older Batman would be. But this issue is cool because it's basically Bruce Wayne has a dinner party from hell. Bruce Wayne has got has summoned both the Joker's clan and the Riddler's gang to sit down to dinner because he has a, a, uh, an opportunity for them. He's saying, you guys want to kill Batman. I will help you. I will give you a billion dollars. To kill Batman. That way this ends the the war. Okay? Because that's what both of you want. Once you get what you want, we can stop this war. So they're basically trying to say why one should kill Batman over the other. And what's funny is, is the Joker will not give the Riddler any type of props as like a peer. Like he gives him no respect as a peer. Like you're, you're second rate, dude. Now, it's very cool, the banter that goes back and forth. The thing that I don't like is the way that Tom King is writing the Joker. And I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this because people are loving this. And I'm loving it. Don't get me wrong. I give this, I gave this uh, an, eight, an 8. I gave this a fucking 8, man. That's a very good book. But he's got Joker telling these jokes that are just weird some of them are funny. Some of them are just weird. And it's like, I don't see Joker being that way. You know what I mean? I see Joker telling a joke that makes no sense and then laughing his fucking head off about it. Because he's the only one that gets it. You know what I mean? So, but it is really cool to see the banter back and forth. And it's a nine-course meal. So you've got all these fancy names on the on the on the uh the entrees and desserts, and it gives it kind of a Hannibal Lecter feel to it. Uh, it's a great issue, don't get me wrong. But again, I'm staying true to you. I'm telling you shit that I don't like. Uh, but the end is what really kind of kind of sets me off. Uh, it's, a, it's a reference to Bruce Wayne's mother and how she would have thought the dinner party went. It's just weird and underwhelming for an ending for such a good book. Uh, but I, Solid 8, War and Jokes and Riddles has been good. This is a good issue, but it did have some flaws in it. Boy, man, that sounds like a fucking reviewer there. All right. It's the Blazing Defender Report. Pick of the week. I hate 
slash love fairyland number 15 and i know some of you are going what the fuck did you just say i hate fairyland it's usually fuck fairyland is the variant cover uh but this is a new gertrude if you have not read any of the i hate fairylands the first story arc is a must read like one through five it's a must read guys these last five, 10 through five, has hit a new stride. Uh, Gertrude is a young girl. Well, she used to be a young girl when she got trapped in Fairyland. She's been on a quest to look for a key. She has never found this key for 35 years. So she's basically stuck in a little girl's body. And she is the most She's the most ruthless, nastiest, cuntiest little bitch you've ever seen in your life. She's killed more people in Fairyland than anybody. She is a pariah, to say the least. Well, in our last issue, she's trying to get the key, still on the quest to get the key, and she goes through a maze. She makes it through the maze in time, and now she's this virtuous Gertrude who is sweet and wants to do things to help people and she doesn't want to hurt people anymore and well you can kind of see how that's going to work out for her but I will tell you she does find the key in this issue because she's been so sweet and nice and doing nothing but helping people now what happens to her at the end of this book is awesome. I was like, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. Uh, I love Fairyland. It, this issue 15, it was fantastic. It's, it's so goofy and violent and funny. I don't normally like books like this. I'm a, I'm a superhero guy. You guys know that about me. But good is fucking good. And Scotty Young is a fantastic artist. How this is not a show on Adult Swim or HBO or, or Cinemax, I have no idea. This could be a fantastic animated adventure. Oh, my God. It would be so fucking good. Uh, pick of the week, guys. 8.8. Uh, usually there's a 9 in my pick of the week's. Uh, it wasn't quite that good, but it, it's just such a solid, solid book. But I hate Fairyland number 15, or Fuck Fairyland uh, is the variant cover. So, hey guys, that's it. That's the fucking show. Um, okay. Um I might, okay, Jason Jones said that I need to go back and reread the first part of The War of Jokes and Reels. Explains why the Joker's acting that way. Uh, I know, I think I know what you're talking about, and he's trying to find the fun again. He's trying to find humor again, right? And so that's the reason he keeps telling these jokes, because he's trying to find laughter again. Uh, because he's he's either bored or tired or, or, or whatever. Um, I, I, I don't like it. I, I I get why he's doing it. I just don't like it. I don't think the Joker, you know, my the, the my favorite types of Joker stories. He would never. He wouldn't care about that shit. It's all funny to him because he's a fucking nut, uh, a nut that's a genius, obviously. But he wouldn't be telling knock knock jokes. 
You know what I mean? He would be out trying to really make somebody's life hell to find the humor again because that's really what he finds. He finds humor in the ironic. It's not telling jokes. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I I understand, and I remember the beginning of it, but it's not the way. It's just not. I don't like it. It's it's not to say it's not good. And by the end of this story, it may all come around. Tom King has a way of writing like that. Like, I, I got a feeling things will come full circle with the Joker. But I just don't like this jokey shit, you know? And, and honestly, some of the jokes in this issue were actually really funny. Like, I laughed. And, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's weird to me. And maybe it's just because he's not my Joker. It's Tom King's Joker. But uh, the Riddler has been the star of this of this book uh, because, like I said, there's not a lot of Batman right now, which in a way I still don't understand. But because um, I just feel like you know Batman could can do anything. Um, but I, I get it. He's this is a younger Batman because he is telling the story to Catwoman in the future. So this all happened in the past. So. It's a younger Batman, obviously. I know he, I know it's a younger Batman because he said, but but then again, all right, there's this. Um, I don't know. It was last issue when Deadshot and uh, fuck, ter- uh, Terminator, Deathstroke were hired to kill him. Like Riddler and Joker sent their top assassins out to kill Batman. They see each other. So it's like, I think it was 15 days or 30 days that they try, they're, they're they're trying to kill each other. Well, a bunch of people got killed in the cross crosshairs, and Batman makes a point to say that he's a year out of the a, a year into the cape. So that makes me think, okay, he's been Batman for a year. That he couldn't take on two guys of this of this of the disability and beat them both at the same time. Not like he maybe could now, but an issue later he does that. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, the next issue, he beats the shit out of both of them, and he doesn't take them on one at a time. He took them on both at a time. So why did you wait 15 days and have all this this carnage, all these innocent bystanders killed? Because I think it was like 30 people dead. It was like 30 innocent bystanders killed in this war between, between Deathstroke and Deadshot. But then, next issue, Batman takes them out. You know, I don't know. It's shit like that. It's not adding up for me. I still love Tom King's writing. It's just continuity-wise, um, I get a little confused, and I don't think I'm the only one, to be honest. But I'm a big Tom King fan. He has made his own Batman. It's not Scott Snyder's Batman. It's his own Batman, and I've loved it. I really, really have. I've loved it. Uh, I love a lot of Tom King's stuff. Um, so, I mean, the visions or the vision – that was like, that's like one of the best things I've read in a long time. And that was Tom King. Uh, but he has a style all his own. And you read The Vision, you read this Batman, you read uh, The Sheriff of, oh God, what was it? The Sheriff of, it's about like, it was in Afghanistan. Oh, The Sheriff of Babylon, which is a fantastic fucking story. But, man, King has got a style that you can see in anything that he does. Not that he's predictable at all, because he's not. But uh, but the jo- War of Jokes and Reels has been very, very good. So, um, but thank you for that, Jason. That's a great, great insight. And I love stuff like that. I love, 
I love people asking questions and 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 uh, starting a conversation. That's the reason I like podcasting. I like to start a conversation, even though I do do a show by myself. <laughs> so the conversation I have mostly is with me. Uh, but no, that's the reason I have the live chat going, and I think it's fantastic, guys. Uh, before I get out of here, if you want to help me out and push the show to people that may be uh, automatic or uh, randomly selected to vote in the podcasting awards, if you tweet out or hashtag on Facebook or whatever, PCA17, Podcasting Awards 2017, uh, that would really help if you, you know, you, um, oh, yes, the Joker's real name. Um, yeah, okay, to finish up my first thought. Tweet out Podcasting Award PCA17 with this show. You can share it on iTunes. You can share it on Facebook. You can share it on Instagram. You can share it on Twitter. Uh, but yes, that'll help get the show out there for, for viewers to uh, or listeners or judges to hear. There's going to be, I think there's like 250 people that were randomly selected to vote. I was actually randomly selected to vote. Guess what I voted for in entertainment category uh, and gaming category for that matter. But, um, yeah, but there's other people that are going to be voting also. So they may see that hashtag and may listen to this show and, and who knows. So back to your uh, point, Jimmy. Do I know the Joker's real name? Yes. Uh, Sean Murphy is a fantastic artist and a fantastic writer. He doesn't write a lot of stuff, but he is doing a story with uh, a Batman and the Joker. And he is using the Joker's name as Jack Napier. Yes, thank you, Jimmy. Yes, that's exactly our PCA seventeen. You don't have to put the two thousand seventeen in front of it. It's P- PCA seventeen. Uh, that probably works too, though. Fuck. Uh, but Jack Napier is going to be the Joker's name, and that is the name from the Jack Nicholson character in the Michael Keaton Batman movie. Now, just to let you know, that is not a a story that's going to be canon. The Sean Murphy story is going to be outside of canon. It's going to be like an Elsewhere's story that kind of exists outside of the DC Universe. So, because Batman has learned the Joker's real name when he was in the Omega chair in the Justice League. And he said, no, it can't be him. So it's obviously somebody Batman knows or thought that he knew when he found out who the Joker really was. And that's going to be a story coming soon, I guess. I don't know. That was a layout a long time ago, but they are going to do something with that. They're just not doing They're doing this Dark Knight's Metal thing first, and then I think we'll get that story. But yes, uh, you're right. It's going to be Jack Napier in that Sean Murphy story. So, tweet out PCA17 on the video, on the the iTunes show or whatever. It really helped me out. Guys that have ordered shirts, thank you, thank you so much. I will get those to you as soon as I get them. I should get them this week. Uh, I should have time next week before I leave to go to Dragon Con to get to, to ship them out. Um, yeah, and have your money ready, bitches, uh, because these fuckers wasn't free. But, no, I really appreciate all support, guys. Uh, and shit, man, who knows? Maybe I'll be able to say award-winning podcast. How crazy is that? Uh, Jimmy, they were um, the 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 first order was ten bucks, but if I if you had if I had to ship them to you, of course it's going to be a shipping fee involved too. 
Um, and if uh, the extra larges were ten bucks, I think two X's were eleven or twelve dollars, and then it was a dollar more for each extra large size that went up. Because I had a four X order, I had a guy order a four X. So yeah, uh, that's an expensive shirt. Um, not really uh, for 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 what this shirt cost me to begin with. Uh, but then the second order that comes out, uh, they probably won't be ten bucks. Uh, they're probably going to go to twelve plus shipping charges. So um, the next time I have a shipping order out, ch- keep checking the Blazing Defender Facebook page. Um, I will definitely post the reorder out there. I've already got a list of uh, people that want them. So if you want one, so shoot me a, shoot me an email or instant message. That way uh, I can I can go ahead and put you down on the back order list. So, uh, with that, guys, thank you very much. Again, thank you for the fucking support, guys. It's been amazing. This is fun for me. The more people that are involved is makes it just that much more fun. And I always love the conversation. But you guys are fucking family if you've made it this far. Guys, world's crazy right now. There's a lot of crazy shit going on. We've got to love each other. There's one race, the human race. Treat people like you would want to be treated and the world would be just fucking fine. All right, guys, with that, Blazing Defenders out. Enjoy your fucking day. Peace.